What's everybody and welcome to another episode of the Court of Capes where we rate, rank, and just discuss hero content together as brothers, as friends, as co-judges, colleagues, or um, today we are talking about Transformers Prime Season 2 Episodes 8 through 13. Um, we won't be doing a deep review on Episode 9, but we do have some thoughts from one of our judges. Uh, JC, who will bring that up when we get to it. Uh, well, without further ado, let us let me introduce ourselves. I am the Darkest Correspondent, the Renegade, Joshua Shelton. Alongside of me, we have our very own MCU conspiracy theorist and chaos bringer, Judge Brown. Who's ready for some Colonel Leland Bishop? All right. Yeah, see... We don't get that. <laughs> we don't exactly. get that at all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we also have the showman, the conqueror, Judge Cooper. Ooh, I feel a tingling in my spark. Ooh, tingle, tingle. You got your spark tingle? Your, your it's all tingly. It's all. We have the young one, the WandaVisionary, Special Inquisitor, Anthony Cooper. Anthony Nemesis Prime. <laughs> All right. That means you're a Transformer wannabe, bruh. Depending on the continuity. Oh! <laughs> See, you're beating me there, because, like, this, I, I I, don't know any other continuity other than this, and kind of Cybertron, but I watched Cybertron when I was a, a young wee lad, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, we won. Oh, we won. Oh, we won. All right. So, as stated before, we will be talking about episodes 8 through 13, starting with episode 8, uh, which is titled Nemesis Prime. Uh, let's just dive into it, guys. Let's talk some Transformers. Let's, let's talk some Autobots, some Decepticons, some mech. Let's do it. All right. Nemesis Prime Time Event. Mech produces a clone of Optimus Prime, which Miko offhandedly named Nemesis Prime. Thanks, Miko. This is a fun summary. It is set at loose on a military race where it wrecks havoc. The United States military immediately attributes the chaos to the real Optimus and order the the Optimus to be shot on sight. While Agent Fowler tries to convince his superiors that Optimus did not attack the base, Team Prime tries to track down Nemesis Prime and clear their names. Uh, and of note, the music playing on Fowler's car is a ra- on uh, the car and the radio is a remix of the song "The Touch" by singer guitarist Stan Bush. Yep, that's that's a very important song. You'll see why later, Anthony. Really, I, I know why. It's in the. Is it in the Transformers movie? It sure is. Never mind. You already know. I already know. Wait, like oh, oh, oh. Not the, not the yeah, Transformers I, movie with Shia LaBeouf. Heck no. <laughs> he said heck yeah. no. <laughs> Bro, Jason, what you if, might actually like that movie. I'm just saying. I might. What if, what if they remade the animated movie with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Shia LaBeouf was very fun. He was very fun. And instead of... And there's no CG. They all... There's a, like just a bunch of dudes wearing like Autobot suits. <laughs> 
you, that's you the lost true canon. Me. You lost me, bro. <laughs> like, like '90s Ninja Turtle style. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, they, 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 cut, they, they cut out the eye holes, and you just see these human <laughs> eyes sticking out of it. Or <laughs> you can kind of see their mouth inside. Hey, <laughs> if it, if it doesn't have Michael Bay, I'm all in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right, go, going on to my first hot point. Nemesis Prime's uh, appearance is interesting. <laughs> um, That's a positive. Is it? Is that a positive? To be honest, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I like the design, but like compared to the other two designs I'm really familiar with, which is G1 and Armada, it just doesn't have as much personality. It, wait, it wait. just looks like it just I, looks like Optimus Prime, but with scratches. I think that was the. I know it was the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, it was but, the point. but like, wait, wait, wait. So, Anthony, when you say G one, what what are you thinking of? Because Nemesis Prime doesn't appear in G one. Well, there's a G one figure of Nemesis Prime, and it looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a G one five version. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, the one I'm really thinking of is the Armada one, and he's yeah. got like, he's connected to Unicron and. In that universe, Unicron's cool. Um, yeah, that that was sick. And he only speaks basically in grunts and just yells "Nemesis Prime." Pretty he, awesome. Uh, and he's like kind of like a dark blue, but he can like shape his body in like organic ways and like become like huge or small or whatever. And, it, and it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Okay. And now this one's a more like traditional take on the oh man it's it's a it's 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 Optimus but a robot and you're like oh that's yeah. interesting yeah um, I want to read something but, I just found <laughs> oh my gosh about Nemesis Prime okay so this is the Transformers Wiki <laughs> yep oh my gosh okay so it says Nemesis Prime is the dark mirror of Optimus Prime which we kind of got. Striking terror into his victims' hearts while wearing the face of their hero. He is imbued with many Autobots leaders' abilities, but lacking all moral restraint. Though his nature varies between being a clone built by Decepticons and an evil, evil future incarnation created by Unicron, Nemesis brings dread and destruction wherever he goes. He also hates Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> The Transformers That's amazing. Wiki, the Transformers wiki gets wild sometimes, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh my word! I kind of want to write some articles on that site. That'd be hilarious. Oh, oh, Anthony, we're gonna have to have a whole segment where we just like record ourselves writing articles. Yes, um, I was on that. He also hates Christmas. <laughs> he also hates Christmas and fun. And fun. Let's get uh, some major like uh Act of the Harkness and I killed the dog too energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah. So so Anthony, going off of what you said, I mean, yeah. This is not the best uh this is not the best nemesis design. The very first version of a Nemesis Prime actually appeared in the Transformers Robots in Disguise show back in oh, two thousand one. Okay, okay. 
And in that show, uh, this is the very first version of him, and his name was Scourge in that show. Hmm. And he was, and that is basically the version that the uh, Armada version was based off of, because Armada was the very next show. Except I, except Armada was the first version to actually call him Nemesis Prime, but the uh, R.I.D. version is the one that gave him the iconic uh, black with teal and red design, which looks amazing. And I really wish that this version had more fully embraced because it's a much cooler, much better look. But I'm happy that Transformers Prime referenced Nemesis Prime. But Me too. I'm sad, I'm sad they didn't do it a little bit better. Is this the last time we'll ever see it? Oh yeah, yeah. This is the last it's, time I've ever seen. Well, no, it's cool. not the last time I've ever seen Mac, but um, it, it, it says in the wiki first appearance of Optimus of of Nemesis Prime and first death of Nemesis Prime. First death, Debut, <laughs> not first death, but debuts and dies in this episode. Yeah, literally. Yeah. He's in a war for Cybertron. We don't talk about that on this show. <laughs> Shows rocket like around an eighty percent. I haven't sure, seen it. I'm sure it is. I can't. I can't wait to love this show, JC. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, um, if you if you watch that show anytime, like I will drop everything and record a review with you, like immediately. Don't worry, I'm not gonna watch another Transformers thing besides this, unless it's on this podcast in preparation of our future plans. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got any other hot, uh, any points to bring to the court, uh, Anthony, on uh, the episode? Yeah, that, that was point number one. Yep. <laughs> yep. I thought so. Um, point number two. Um, what do you guys think of uh, the Optimus and Nemesis fight? Was it fun? Uh, was it nothing? It was uh, completely underwhelming because I thought Optimus was like this like bad to the bone that like the only people who could really be Optimus were like Megatron. So the fact that Megatron yeah, created this this robot Bony. that could go toe to toe with Optimus. I was like, nah. And, and, and not only that, it's not like automated. It's 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 uh it's uh, what's his name? Silas using like a joystick and a lever. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> get that nice. guy in esports tournament like like for real if he can do that with that robot like come on what can he do with the controllers yeah the idea that Silas could have even come close to actually beating Optimus was ludicrous yeah. um, and I was very frustrated with the episode because it framed it that way in my opinion and my opinion of course is gospel truth in regards to the show uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would have happened if Agent Fowler hadn't been there is that in five seconds, Optimus would have absolutely dismantled Nemesis limb by limb. Uh, but the show uh, needed to establish that Agent Fowler was useful, so they allowed him to graciously assist Optimus, even though he didn't need it. So there's the uh, framing for you guys. Yeah. I, I not only was I like I don't know if unnerved it like just frustrated with that he was going toe to toe with Optimus, but previously how he was taking down 
the rest of the Autobots. I thought that was, yeah. like, stupid. Like, are you serious? Like, they create this robot that could take down these these Autobots that have been fighting for a very, very, very long time. It just yeah, makes I sense can't, to me. I can't fan fiction my way out of that one. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I thought about it. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> Curtis, where are you wrong the same, same lines? Oh yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. All right. You got any more hot, hot points? Um, not really that like pertained to anything. It was kind of just like, yeah, this episode otherwise was just kind of okay. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of wish. Interesting though. We, we, yeah, I was I was about to say that the ending where it's like, oh, but don't worry, good thing he almost died now because we have something else in plan, and they show a reconstructed breakdown. Yeah. Pretty so, wild. Who knows what that means. <laughs> so they're either doing like one of two things. I don't. I or they could be going anywhere with it, but. My my theory, and it it could be like, oh, that's obvious, Josh. Like whatever. Like okay, cool. Um, or I'm definitely neither confirming nor denying anything. My want, okay, let's not even go with my theory. My want is that his consciousness is somehow uploaded into Breakdown. That would be awesome. And he is a transformer. That That'd would be, be crazy. Quiet. Yeah, that'd be absolutely wild. That's what I want. That's what I want. And who knows what they're going to go with it. They might just be using the tech to keep him alive. Or he might have part of his body switched out to where he becomes like somewhat of a Terminator or just like a cyborg of some sort. Part human, part machine-ish using the parts of Breakdown. Um, but yeah, if his consciousness was then put into Breakdown, it would make Breakdown a thousand times more interesting. Than he previously was. I completely agree. By completely stripping away his consciousness and replacing it with someone else. Yep. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Sometimes you got to get weird. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was that was a big burn on breakdown. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You... <laughs> wow. Poor. <laughs> It kind of was. It kind of was, but that was uh, intense. It's. I mean, he served his purpose, and then they rightly killed him off. Yeah. Uh, I can't argue. Yeah. So. uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. The coolest part of breakdown was when he was completely dismantled. So. (laughs) It was dark. Yes. As was the end of this episode, so I expect it to be ranked number one on your list, Josh. Oh, expectations, expectations. Leave them at the door. (laughs) All right. Shall we move on to episode 10 or Armada? Or no, JC. Give us some uh, thoughts on episode nine, Grill. you You were done with everything with Nemesis Prime, Anthony? Yep. Perfect. Okay. So I did not watch this episode. And I pray none of you did either, because it would not be worth your time, obviously. I almost did. And then I remembered, like, wait, there was something else. And then I was like, ah, yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, But what I did do, just to make sure we weren't missing any important lore, 
was when I was packing for our uh, recent trip, in the background, I played the episode loud enough that I could hear it from the other room and took notes of any relevant things that came up. Because literally the entire episode was Agent Fowler sitting in a room with some random like military guy recording it with a camcorder, like found footage style. And Agent Fowler is getting grilled by, um, what's his name? Uh, General Bryce. And General Bryce is constantly just going, we have the carcass of Optimus Prime, so we know he's dead. And Agent Fowler is just like, no, Optimus is alive. That's a copy of Optimus. And General Bryce is like, I don't believe you. And they just do that over and over again for the entire episode. Yeah. Sounds a tad laborious. Yeah. But anyway, but the, uh, the good things that we got from it was we got Silas's real name because he was just using his stage name the entire time. Ooh. And as I spoiled very early on, his real name is Colonel Leland Bishop. No wonder he chose Silas. <laughs> and Silas is a uh, oh, what is it? He's an Ar Army Corps guy, I think, something like that. Ex Army Corps. Oh, you like mean that. Army Rangers? No, no. He, he said was he was Army op. Rangers. Was he, he Army Rangers? He, he literally, he literally said, "Oh no, oh, it was Fowler that said he was Fowler." Rangers. Fowler, Fowler said Rangers, Rangers and then yeah. Uh, Silas said he was like some special ops that he didn't really. Yeah, get yeah any that's right. Really specificities in the brand. Yes, thank you. Chose. Thank you for keeping me honest. But uh, the reason that was relevant to this episode is that Agent Fowler surmises that all the other mech operatives are probably uh, still enlisted special ops, Ooh. which is why they cover their faces. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. So, pretty interesting. It's a conspiracy! And, and they uh, mention offhandedly that uh, Silas is the one who created Project Damocles. Which may or may not come back later on. Oh, I, I okay, I thought you were saying something that I was supposed to recognize. No. Might be a little I bit remember of the name. Yeah. Damocles. Damocles! If you want to Google it, Damocles is a uh, Greek... Uh, character, I believe, or or it's a Greek something from Greek mythology. But anyway, um, isn't that also the name of King Ship or like something close to it? Oh yeah, Damocles has a lot to do. Like, there's a ton of different ships and different things like that named Damocles because of the connection to Greek mythology. Yeah, the big floating space station thing at the end of Code Geass is named Damocles. Yep, it definitely is. And it's all because of a certain idea that will come back in the show later on. Uh, but anyway, so... Is, we get a little bit of Fowler development in the episode. That's what it's really good for. Fowler didn't want to babysit the Autobots initially, which we kind of see early on. But he's, of course, grown to like them a lot. Pretty obvious. Uh, and then Agent Fowler accidentally tells General Bryce about the kids at the base. Jack, Nico, and Raph. And then he has to, like, find a really quick way to lie his way out of that. Because <laughs> he can't tell his general that they have a bunch of kids around these giant robots. So that was interesting. Um, and then General Bryce makes Agent Fowler under undergo a psychological examination after he mentions Unicron. 
Yeah, yeah. With this universe's uh, uh, Unicron, I, I don't blame them. Like That's fair. Yeah, I felt like I was going insane, too. <laughs> as soon as Fowler said that there's dark energon under the Earth and not magma. Yeah. Yep. So And... Uh, Okay. And the one quote that I really loved is that Agent Fowler said, Starscream needs to figure out if he wants Megatron's job or his approval. Mm. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and that is, that is everything relevant from this episode, yes? Right. Thank you, JC. Yeah. Yes, sir. Before, there before. was some fun stuff in there. Yeah, there was. <laughs> Mostly not. <laughs> so Damocles is apparently a character who appears in an antidote commonly referred to as the Sword of Damocles. And apparently that was something people would say. The Sword of Damocles, if you say it, that means or someone would say, if you say that someone has the Sword of Damocles hanging over their head, you mean that they are in a situation in which something very bad could happen to them at any time. So I guess that, I don't know, it's really interesting. It said that Damocles was seated at a banquet with a sword suspended over his head by a single hair to show him the perilous nature of that happiness. He extolled the happiness of Dionysus. Dionysus? Dionysus. Yeah, I think it's Dionysus. Dionysus. Yeah. Hmm. So basically, if... uh, Project Damocles uh, sounds very dangerous. Yeah, it will be. All right. So to move on to episode 10 called Armada. I didn't know what to expect from this at all. Um, (laughs) Like at all. So Armada, according to IMDb, Starscream discovers cloning technology just as uh, Arachnid read readies her Insecticon army to attack the Decepticon ship and destroy Megatron Bulkhead, who has no idea how he ended up on the ship, gets unwillingly caught in the middle of this mess. Buggy boys! Yep. Yeah. Maybe somebody will be buggy boys this this episode. Maybe you and me? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... So what we were talking about, we were talking about, we what was the actual bet made, like for the title? If we just have the same lists again, oh, because yep. we the started next, the next we, two people to have the same list, or if three people have the same list all in one episode, true. or if all of us do, or we all get the title. We started with uh, um, what was it? We started with a bet on Arachnid and the Insecticons, right? We were talking about something about that, and whether they would actually come back. And do something. I don't remember. Anyways, this. yeah. Um. So let's move on to my first point. Uh, Bulkhead killed Starscream and felt it was needed? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. What? Not the most in character thing he's done. Like all all of this growth we're like we're we're in season we're in the middle of season two here all this growth that all the autobots have gone through in trying to live up to um their standards as well as like how optimus views 
the world and how he views things. He he said that Starscream left him no choice as he's just beating him to the ground defenseless. Come on. Come hey, on. hey, hey. He Come was on. See, this is why he I don't like Bulkhead. On. Like, stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> this does not help Bulkhead's case at all. Oh, my. Uh, so, yeah. To be, to be fair, Optimus has been trying real hard to kill Megatron. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes he'll, like, kind of, like, there were, okay, so the Unicron episode was one that sticks out to me. Was there really a, an episode after or previous where he's, like, really trying to kill him? I think he did in Darkness Rising Part 5, and he did in One Shall Fall, and... One Shall maybe... Fall was the Unicron one, though, right? That was right before Unicron. Right before Unicron. It's the one you're talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah. Where he, like, starts, like, he's literally almost about to, like, take him. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I guess it's in the next, yeah, the next episode. Okay. When he does it again. Well, uh, so my next point was just kind of something I thought was just that, like, no way Star Screams, like, these Star Screams, who he cloned himself, um, because who could love more Star Screams but Star Screams? <laughs> uh, and I was like, there's no way they'll listen to him for long at all. It's just not in his nature. Um, but okay, so I kind of have a question of morality for you guys, like, Back to Bulkhead. Bulkhead didn't kill the official Starscream, but he killed Starscream, right? That's like a thing. Like, was this clone an actual Starscream? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like they're they're full on like Transformers, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. They're fully sentient robots. Yeah. Hmm. He committed murder, more or less. Well, eh, depending on how he killed him, I don't know if it's murder, but it was an act of war. It's an act of war. Oh, everything that happens within this is our acts of war, per se. Yep. Is it any different than them just plowing through the Viacons? No, no, no different, really. No, it's not any different. And that's a point I made before, because, like, I saw, like, Optimus will sometimes be, you know, like, no. And you guys say it's for the plot, which you're totally right. It's for the plot that, like, it's no different between him just slicing and dicing Viacons, but trying to spare the lives of Starscream or or uh, Arachnid or whatever. It's no yeah. So yeah. Yep. We're in war. Um so uh my uh my next two points which are my last points on this episode uh, have to do with uh Megatron. So first one is uh Megatron completely like Debilitates in a way, uh, Star Screams in just one, just one sentence, where he's just like <laughs> talking, where he basically just makes them completely question what they're doing, and uh, giving them some sort of alternative goal, like whoever can kill Star Scream, you know, you're good, or he's just tricking you or whatever. I forgot what he said specifically. He's basically offering him power. Yeah, and he knew that that's you know. How he toy with Starscream. That's what he was doing. Like after that, he was then toying with Starscreams, where he's like, you know, killing are you once was, 
just uh, satisfying. He didn't say killing. He said something else. Um, was satisfying. I wonder what it's going to be like to kill the or to destroy the next three. <laughs> oh my gosh, Megatron! But that wasn't even my favorite line by Megatron. My my favorite line was when Starscream was like when the uh, when the Insecticons were showing up and making their uh, their call sounds. I don't know what sound they make. What is mating sound? sounds? Mating sounds. How do we feel about the sounds that Insecticons make as they're just flying around? <laughs> Love them. Oh, Anthony, how do you feel about these random sounds? They're a little too cute. A little too <laughs> cute. Anyways, <laughs> so when Starscream hears the loud sounds of that going on, he said, what sound is that? <laughs> and Megatron says, the table's turning. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's cool. Megatron coming in with the lines. Yeah. Savage. Yeah, he's a savage. All out savage. Um, so yeah, those are my points on Armada. Uh, does anybody have anything else to say about this episode? I can go last. Last I thought it was Okay. Yep. Oh, did we lose Curtis again? Yeah. All right, Anthony, you. Go. Well, I, I can give my points. Um, I like I like this episode a lot. Um, there was a lot, lot going on, mm-hmm. and like the way it kind of began, what was a choice they could do? I mean, where he's like kind of going for like the startling thing of like, whoa, bulkheads in the ship. How did he get there? Oh, he just killed Starscream twenty four hours later or, or earlier. Before, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, okay. I I mean, I would have rather just saw this in chronological order, but I understand the shock value. Uh, agreed. I, I get that totally. Curtis, do we have you back, sir? Yeah, I'm literally having to restart Discord every five minutes because it keeps freezing, and I don't know why. Uh, it's not my internet. My internet sounds... I'm sure I sound fine right now. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So what were Must your just thoughts? Be the iPhone. I liked it. Um, I think Starscream being homeless is starting to wear a little thin on me. Just because that plot line has been like there for a while, it feels like. Yeah. But uh, other, other than that, it was it was a fun episode. Nice. So, with my thoughts, I really liked the episode as well. And I wanted to give you a little bit of a background as to why Starscream clones were even used in this episode. Okay. So, way back in G1, uh, there were a lot of Seekers, which are basically what the uh, Transformers with Starscream's body type are called. And there's a whole bunch of different ones with unique personalities that all share that jet body. There's Starscream, who's, of course, the leader. Then there's uh, Thundercracker and Skywarp and a whole bunch of others, Ramjet, Thrust, uh, Dirge, Nova Storm, Acid Storm, Sunstorm, and the list goes on. There's literally like dozens of them. But those are like the main ones. And they all kind of look the same. So what 
And they all just kind of had their own characters and personalities. And they're just repaints of each other to sell toys, basically. Mm-hmm. But what Transformers Animated did, the show right before Prime, is that it kind of incorporated that idea of all these different seekers and it made it a plot point. And I don't think this is a spoiler, Anthony, but it's pretty cool. So I hope this will hype you up for Animated a little bit more. But basically, they had a plot point similar to this one where Starscream cloned himself. But instead of them just being like carbon copies, they're all the different colored uh, Seeker Jets who all kind of, uh, they didn't take on their names, but they all had different aspects of Starscream's personality. Like a liar, uh, a liar clone, a uh, super self-centered clone, a female clone. And they all had these different aspects and it made it super fun getting to see all of them like do their own thing. And I really like that a lot. That's cool. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool plot point. And I love, kind of like the Nemesis Prime thing, I love that Prime referenced it, but it didn't do it quite as well. But it couldn't retread it either, so I understand why they did what they did. Gotcha. Yeah, I had no idea. So, Yeah. It, it, it's interesting, you know, as as we all are reviewing this uh, this show, um, JC, you being the Transformers uh, uh, connoisseur, savant, <laughs> whatever you might call yourself, um, and, and Anthony knowing a little more about Transformers as well, just like how this show is somewhat geared towards Transformers fans like people who know their transformers and like references and stuff like that oh yeah that i'm really like picking up on a lot of so like someone who knows their transformers lore might enjoy a moment way more than like someone like me who's like oh like (laughs) it's so true so yeah but that's pretty much all i had to say that's i guess that's just their their yeah Thanks, JC, for updating us on the lore. Um, there's so much you've said on this show, and, and I've probably forgotten 50% of it. Um, I just okay. remember the 13th Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. All Optimus. Because uh, that one's actually pretty cool. I think that's a really yes, there cool is. story. All right, oh, so- and, uh, and Arachnid's in uh, stasis now in prison, basically, by the yes, Autobots. Yes, she is. That's important. She out of there. Yeah. She will make her return at some point for sure. As she does. Will she? Yeah. We got a whole other season to go through. That's true. And a movie. And a movie. Oh, yeah. And a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, Flying Mind, episode 11. Anthony, give it to us, bro. Flying Mind. All right. Flying Mind. As I get to the little summary here. The Nemesis crashes on a mountainside with its engines badly damaged. Megatron, as he usually does, thinks of Dark Energon to put into it. And that's what he does, and it goes bad. 
I I've completely for I didn't forget, but I would have assumed that when he put Unicron back into stasis or whatever, that he would have been like, "All right, this Dark Energon stuff isn't for me." Nah, <laughs> he's been still juicing up on that stuff on the down low. Yeah. Okay. It must be some sort of an addiction or something. Must be addicted. Oh, must be absolutely. Good. He's addicted to power. It's what he. It's who he is. Oh yeah. This version of Megatron oscillates between like a brilliant like savage general and like just a dumb thug. Sometimes he's like, "I'm gonna stick the purple stuff in the machine." And I should be able to control it too. That made no sense. And to knockouts me. like, knockouts like, man, that is not a good idea, dude. <laughs> Like, like you know what that stuff does? It's like it's my time, dark energy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate though that they did establish all the way back in Darkness Rising that Dark Energon can animate machines. Yeah, pretty yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Just Megatron's logic wasn't so sound. Where it's like, oh, I'll be able to control this thing with its. New mind, it'll be linked to me. Yeah, that you know, like, like, like. I mean, with little boys, sure, but this thing's getting all of the data that you've collected, as well as the ion archives. I don't know if this is a good idea, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, point point number one is a question for JC. Oh man. Um. So the nemesis becomes, you know, sentient. Is is there ever? Like besides Nemesis Prime, is there like a big ship named Nemesis that's a that's a Transformer? Is that like a reference? So it's it's sort of a reference, but they didn't really reference it. So um, in the War for Cybertron games, right. that you know this is technically in the same continuity as uh, there's a giant Transformer, basically a city Transformer named Trypticon. And Trypticon, in those games, in the original uh, G1 cartoon, Trypticon just transforms into a city. But in these games, they made it so that Trypticon actually transformed and became the nemesis. Oh. So, when this, so when this happened, when, when Megatron injected the Dark Energon, and I started to hear a voice, I was like, oh my gosh. They just reanimated Trypticon from his like stasis lock because basically Trypticon got so injured that he basically lost the ability to transform and he kind of went into a permanent stasis. So I was like, they just reanimated Trypticon, but then they didn't give him that name and they didn't ever establish that he had memories. So it's like they sort of referenced it, but they didn't really. Wait, and that made me mad. They never gave this character a name at all, right? No. Right. So in my head canon, it's still Trypticon, but they didn't officially establish that. Kind of makes me mad. I was, I, I, I felt, I, okay. Well, what I thought, I guess, is dumb because I thought, oh, like, is this some sort of like uh, ghost of Unicron somehow or something like that? Um, but yeah, I guess it's no. I completely forgot about uh, Trypticon. But wasn't he like the boss that kind of looked like a dragon-ish with his head? Was that him or was that yeah. the other guy? Yeah, okay. that's him. Yeah, okay, because he's really he's really dope. What am I gonna yeah. say? He's a dragon. <laughs> well, JC, you thought bro. him in this episode. You showed me that AMV so long. 
a oh. long ago. And oh, oh I, that's and I'm like, I've only seen like half of what this AMV showed. So that's true. There was a lot of season three stuff in that AMV. <laughs> all right, all right. Are you trying <laughs> to pull me stuff. into a show where all the cool stuff is in season three? <laughs> to be fair, Curtis hasn't seen it yet either. Nope. Yeah, I, I expected to see that a little earlier. But anyways, <laughs> thanks for clearing that up, JC. Anthony, what other points do you have, bro? Um, let's see. Hot point number two. I thought this episode was a kind of refreshing because we got to see more humies. Because yeah. we haven't seen in like ever since Jack went to Cybertron. <laughs> um, it has been a while. Like, like I almost forgot that that they were really there. Besides, the only thing that they kind of like used them for was that oh, Miko would reference something. Yeah, she by named saying a funny Prime. name. Yeah, um, or Jack would be like, "Oh, we should totally do this," and Ratchet's like, "All right." Uh. <laughs> And that's well, but I'm I'm happy that they got some cool spotlight, and I I really liked kind of the uh, it's not really a look, but I just thought it was kind of cool how they were like climbing up the uh, the the Decepticons and stuff. I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, true. Sure. I agree. Yeah, yeah. honestly but though, I, I, like to your point, Anthony, if the humans aren't in an episode, I completely forget they exist. Like, they could have been in the episode right before there, and I just forget. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Raph, uh, like, exists. Like, and he wasn't even, was he in this episode? Like, (laughs) he was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, it's just, I completely forget they exist. Except Agent Fowler. For some reason, Agent Fowler has had more of a presence than a lot of the, uh, than the three kids. Yeah, he has awesome lines. He does. Fowler's been rocking season two. Yeah, way, way more than the kids. I think they use the kids the right amount. Yeah, I just. It's nice that they don't overstate their welcome. Yep. This is a Transformers show. Exactly, and trust me, there are some shows and movies that get that wrong. Yeah, you were talking about that one show where they literally like almost focus hone in on human issues way oh, more kicker. than Transformers than <laughs> Energon. And that they it? and they made and they made it gave, they gave him an Autobot buddy who's almost just as annoying. <laughs> oh, probably worse. Yeah, probably worse. <laughs> Good old Ironhide. <laughs> Oh, was Ironhide in, in Energon? Yep, he's Trust the worst. Me. It's oh. not who you're thinking. I like I, I kind of like Ironhide in uh in the movie. Oh, I like Ironhide in the movies. Not in Energon. All right, Anthony, you got any more points? Um Yeah, so I thought it was interesting how Dark Energon inside of the ship let it make new weapons, I guess, inside of the ship. Well, That's that was a thing never it can really do. answered because he's like, oh, I didn't realize we had that. And then Knockout said nothing. Yeah, they never <laughs> mentioned it again. Yeah. <laughs> he said absolutely nothing. He's just like, 
and Megatron's just blankly looking at his face like, hmm, that's pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. But no, I don't have any more hot points. It was it was an okay episode. Agreed. Uh, Agent Fowler is out again, though. They're yep. kind of making this yep. a recurring uh, a recurring act. Yep. One thing I really appreciated. Well, I, mean, I didn't appreciate it necessarily. I thought it was interesting. Optimus was straight up about to uh, use the spark extractor in this episode to just take them all out. True. Kind of going back to what I said about how Optimus is getting pretty darn ruthless. He's like, I'm tired of this war. I just want to retire. I'm so old. <laughs> Man, what would all of these robots do after the war? Because like, That's what I wonder. Like, like they don't have a planet to do their Autobot things. Their and, Autobot and things. Um, so they would probably just go into vehicle mode and be used as cars. Or, you know, Optimus would be like, I'm going to start a library. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely one of those guys that says it like Wait, What? <laughs> oh, my. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to episode 12, Tunnel Vision. This is my episode. Correct Mundo, sir. Man, okay. What what does the uh, good old Wikipedia say about tunnel vision? Wow, this is a long synopsis. We'll probably stop after one sentence. Uh, yeah, that's they're, good. They're written by some big boys. Like these things are thick. <laughs> they are thick. <laughs> having having discovered the locations of four Iacon relics, thanks to uh, good old Trypticon, hidden across the globe. Team Prime splits up into small groups and head to each location simultaneously to retrieve them, with RC, Bumblebee, Jack, and Miko first traveling to New York City. New well. York. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Yeah, that's what <laughs> dreams are made of. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to make it big. So, we get finally... After so many episodes, Knockout finally recognizing Breakdown's demise for the first time. True. Which was wild. And he just kind of offhandedly is just like, due to my, like, I have to have more muscle because of my dearly departed Breakdown. And that was it. No emotion. He did not care. No, he did not. Poor Breakdown. He, he really can't catch a break. Uh, good one. Literally. Yep. Uh, but anyway, on to other things. Actually, we finally get the one episode of the entire show with John DiMaggio in it. I was about to say I liked that. Yep. Did you pick up on that, Josh? Oh, the construction worker? Yeah, Vogel. Yeah, yeah. I picked up on it. Good, 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 good. So yeah, we got some John DiMaggio, Vogel. He was, he was pretty fun. Like, uh, Mr. Uh, Vogel! You can call me Vogel! <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Did everyone like their Vogel? He was fun. Yeah, he was fun. Hope he comes back as a Decepticon. 
All right. <laughs> that would be the dream. Uh, but yeah. Um, I thought the the whole uh, running gag of nip and tuck versus dodge and kick versus shock and drop was fun. Uh, I they, sometimes yeah yeah. <laughs> I think it was a little overused. Like it was fun at first, like the nip and tuck. Like it was fun the first like four times, and then they did it like three more times, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. I ship them, by the way. RC and knockout, a hundred percent. Heck yeah! Sounds like a good ship to me. It'd be like the Nopa couple, where they're just like always arguing. <laughs> I think they would begin on a lot more common ground than you'd think. Except, uh, except knockout. Every like argument, he would literally just transform. Be like, "Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> Gotta go hang out with my car buddies." Yeah, probably. But speaking of knockout, his poor, poor finish at the end of this episode. He got messed up. Real messed up. You you couldn't do much more to uh, to really hurt good old knockout than uh, mess up his luster and shine. Then throw like a, what did they call it? A rail? What did they call that vehicle? The, I have no idea. The train thing. It's a rail car. It's not rail car. Oh my gosh. It's like a rail sweeper or something like that. Ever ride a train sweeper? Yeah. That was a good one. I was hoping hoping Jack would be like, oh yeah, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh. But anyway, uh, we get to see another Iacon relic in this episode, the Phase Shifter. They can go yes. all on tangent now. Yeah. Where uh, Bumblebee can become a Shadow Cat. Yeah, good reference. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the uh, My Hero character that can do that too. Oh, oh, Lemillion. Ah, yes. He uses that power real good. Oh, yeah, he did. Such a cool character. <laughs> but overall, you know, that's pretty much all my hot points. Good episode, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Um, Compared to the rest of the episodes, it, it was kind of fun. I, I do like that Jack and Miko got some things out in the air that I guess none of us picked up on. You know, yeah, sure, that did happen in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so they, they had some discussions and, and, like, appreciation for each other, which I really liked. So some growth in their relationship. That was good. Because a lot of it, they're, they're kind of separate. Like, they'll do things together, but a lot of the times they, like, have separate things they want to do. People, like, they, I, don't, I don't think they often viewed themselves as, like, a true unit. Um, so I feel like that was some good growth between Jack and Nico. So. The humans I often forget about. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Good up. Anybody? Good up. 
Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It definitely felt the most fillery of this batch, aside from Grill, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Despite the fact that they were like furthering the plot of the Iacon relics, but I mean, it just feels kind of like video gamey at this point. It's like, oh yeah, we gotta collect these four things. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And there was that there Insecticon again. Flying around. Got yeah, zapped now, by the all, third rail. We kinda we kinda didn't touch on that, but now Megatron is in control of a whole uh, Insecticon army. Yeah. And they're basically equal in strength to Megatron. Pretty much. And he has a whole army of them. He should just use them all the time. If you said like three of those things against the entire Autobot squadron, they're like, they're done. I don't feel like they're the most competent of. No, but they're thick enough if you put them in a hole with the rest of the Autobots. Yeah, mm. the Autobots are going to die. Oh, oh. Are the, are the Autobots going to start one shot killing them? Definitely. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, like somehow they'll have some huge power up that came out of nowhere. I mean, it's, it's just like what they did with the Viacons. In episode one, like, like. The Viacons took down Wheeljack. Like, yeah, exactly. It took, yeah, the Viacons took down Wheeljack. It took Bulkhead, uh, RC, and Bumblebee to all take down like two of them in episode one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the same thing is going to definitely happen to the Insecticons. Just brace yourselves. Good power scaling. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some random video of a huge Transformers fan trying to power scale the characters and stuff like that, and they're just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Go on some 30 minute tangent. All right. I would never do that. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So, episode 13 Triangulation. Hey, that's me! Yeah! I will try not to freeze while I uh, go over my content. <laughs> this better be fixed by next week, or else I'm probably going to throw my phone out of, out of a window. <laughs> oh no. Hey, that window could only be like three feet from the ground, and it would do nothing. We're looking up Transformers Prime on the Wikipedias. As you do. And I assume this will probably have a long, girthy explanation. Yeah, I I assume that it does. Optimus Prime heads to Antarctica to look for the second uh, Iacon Relic, the the Apex Armor, a full-body suit of indestructible armor that expands from a small disc. And that's all I'm reading from there. <laughs> That's all you So need. yeah. So yeah, this episode was about triangles. <laughs> it was <laughs> just triangles. First top point, Optimus solo mission. I like that. We don't ever usually see him by himself unless he's just punching Megatron in the face. True. Yeah. And uh hot point number 2. Man, can we just stop for a second? And appreciate the star scream, scoot scoot. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. The star scream, scoot scoot. Like, oh yeah, 
Absolutely. I called it like a hover bike thing. I don't know. Like he he should have to use that the rest of the show. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was literally like, is Starscream riding this some sort of hover bike the best thing I've seen on this show? Like <laughs> Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. He needs to clone himself again and get them all scooters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, here comes the boys. No, no, what would have been better is if his clones stayed alive and they were all traveling via scoot scoots. Like, (laughs) just like, (laughs) all right, take your scoot scoot down and take down Megatron. Let's go. The most fearsome gang in the universe. Oh, Oh, yeah. The Star Screamies. <laughs> Hot point number three. Dreadwing's sword is thick. I it like it. is awesome. We got like, some sword play. Like all of, all of the hand blades that the Autobots have are awesome. But man, there's just something I like about just straight up sword. Yes. That's what I've been saying this whole time. Like a straight up sword is cooler than the hand blades like the hand blades are cool but i don't know just the, the swords are so next awesome. up next top point starscream x optimus i ship it what oh gosh we, their temporary truce is uh is spicy i like oh. it oh goodness <laughs> i love that you went there randomly i so love it Oh my word! <laughs> I don't know. It was a fun. <laughs> uh, Curtis is gone again. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! I swear, every episode we <laughs> record about Transformers, someone's shipping some relationship that I'm very not comfortable with. I'm like, nope, nope, please stop. <laughs> I'm a little too comfortable with that relationship. <laughs> I do, Anthony would support it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, But yeah, their their, uh, dynamic was very interesting. He was trying to like, Starscream was trying to play games the whole time with uh, Optimus. And Optimus is like, no. It's like talking to a fish. No response. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not playing your games. Like, no way. I'm just point my cannon in your face, and you're gonna do what I say. Yeah, he's literally. Yeah, starts was literally like, uh, "Yeah, we can barter and figure something out, and then I'll take you." And Optimus is just like, "You're gonna take me regardless." Yeah, <laughs> love that. Optimus is like, "I will make your insides your outsides." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Optimus. Uh, he's kind of going through a, a, little, a little dark path, man. Is are we gonna get like some like evil Optimus, like a legitimately evil Optimus? No, some kind of nemesis, crime. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, in some ways, it is what Optimus is. It what he doing like morally grayish? Questionable, yes. Yeah, I mean, compared to the words that he's literally said. So. Yep. He's also a hardened war general who's been through it for six plus million years. Oh, we we totally get that. Yeah, but he's done. Optimus. We understand where you're coming from, Optimus, but you got to tamper it down. (laughs) Got to tamper it down, (laughs) hey, Optimus. Optimus could have one bad day. 
Oh, yeah. They just snap. Just snap. He's like, Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slice. And then you just hear Bumblebee. <laughs> oh, no. All right. You got any more points? Curtis? Oh, yeah. Next point. Uh, for a name as cool as Apex Armor, it looked pretty silly. Silly. He said silly. That's the dumbest armor ever. I mean, come yep. on. Oh my gosh. I literally put the question down. Which was dumber, the Apex armor or the Iron Monger? Like, oh, oh, oh don't go there. It's I, an apt comparison. I mean, come oh. on. Come so on. I would not. I would not want Optimus to put that on. Like, no, no, nope. I thought it was going to be some sick armor that would be like permanently integrated into somebody. Nah, it's this dumb bubble suit. Bubble suit. Starscream's like become I want bubble to be boy. A Michelin man. <laughs> I mean, JC, come on. It, it It's literally as bad as the Ironmonger's armor. Like, straight up. I'm not going to do anything to defend the armor. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you could do, man. What the sound of defeat in his voice. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, now I have a now I have a three and one uh final hot point. Hot point number five A. <laughs> Dreadwing Optimus team up. That's awesome. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Five five B. Glad that bomb didn't just destroy the armor, otherwise that would be even more anticlimactic. <laughs> Hot point 5C, Dreadwing frickin' rules! Yeah, he's he awesome! Dreadwing he is, like, is so cool. He's a top, top-tier Decepticon right there. I agree. Probably my second favorite after Megatron at this point. Yeah, he, uh, he's pretty awesome. He's way cooler than his twin brother, Skyquake. Like, what? Come on. I mean, Skyquake got like ten minutes of screen time, and it was he got trash. shafted. Yeah, he did, and he it became a zombie. And you know how Anthony feels about zombies. <laughs> Gross. Zam, zam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Dreadwing, he's pretty awesome. He has a cool design. He's got sword. I think he actually has two swords, but we've only seen one. He definitely only has one. Because there was a blade on his gun. That's a bayonet. Okay. Because it looked like it could be detached, like detached. Um, But it looks like in Transformers, everything could be detached. Just saying. Um, All right. So, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. He's got a good color scheme to him. He's actually not this super conniving, annoying little... Twerp. <laughs> like some people. So, yeah. Dreadwing, top tier for Decepticons in this show. Heck yeah. How do we feel about that ending, though? What, Starscream? Yeah, walking on the bottom of the ocean. What? How do you want me to feel about it? I don't know. <laughs> do we have any feelings at all? No, not really. Wait, about what? About Starscream, like the ending. Starscream's walking on the bottom of the ocean. 
As uh, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely gonna have to see that armor again. So not super excited. Yeah. Maybe they'll make it cool. They tr- what I'm saying is like they tried to make it way more dramatic and, and yeah. epic than it than it really was. Like, oh, Starscream survived. Like, not dip. Come on. Like, of course it did. Can't die. No one's got bigger plot armor than Starscream. He literally has plot armor. Yeah. Yeah. They gave it to him. <laughs> they just had to make it official. All right. Men. Are we ready to just rank them episodes? Are we ready to crown some buggy boys? Some buggy yes. boys? I don't know. Who wants to go first? I will go last. Oh, man. I went first last time. No, I'll go first. All right. We, we can all put Grill at the bottom, by the way. We no. can just not rank it. No, we, it, it deserves to have a bottom ranking. Okay. <laughs> Dang. We got to make that official for the records. All right, so am I going first? Yep. All right. Uh, at the bottom, I have Grill, then Tunnel Vision, Armada, Flying Mind, Nemesis Prime at number two, probably higher than most people have it, and then Triangulation at number one. Yeah, that's not my list. <laughs> Does anybody have interesting list? Interesting list. Oh yeah. To be honest, there was there wasn't a whole lot separating most of these episodes for me. I thought I they were agree. all like around they were all around like seven, seven and a half range. Wait, Curtis, what was your number three from the top? Uh Flying Mind. Oh man. We were so close. Dang. Wait, never oh. I'll go ahead and give my list. Alright. Uh n- number six is Grill. Number five is Tunnel Vision. Number four is Flying Mind. Number three is Armada. Number two is Nemesis Prime. And number one is Triangulation. We're all so close yet so far. Ah. <laughs> so close. All right. Here's my list. At the bottom is Grill. Yeah. And then we have, and then we have Nemesis Prime. Oh, man. Tun- Tunnel Vision. Flying Mind, Armada, and Triangulation. <laughs> interesting list. Interesting, interesting. Man, this this is interesting. I hope Josh is like, I put it in a circle instead. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they, they, they were in somewhat similar quality. I'm just saying, like... They're all at number five. <laughs> Josh, did you just start making your list? <laughs> Oh, oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where I really want them because they're really like, okay, I'll give my, I'll give my number six and my number one for sure. Like my number one, my number six was grill. Oh, well, obviously JC puts it there, but I can give my number five. I can give my number five then since that was JC's pick for number six. My number five is Nemesis Prime. Wow. Hey, me too. Is you could fabricate this and make us buggy boys right now. Well, 
No, legitimately, it was not my number five. Okay, calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Make us buggy boys. You have the power to do it. You just need the will. What is this mutiny? Oh, is this some kind of legit, I've completely forgot Anthony's list. So I You're couldn't not do that. I literally don't remember your list. He has to remember by himself. Oh my gosh. Mm. Okay, You're and my on number one, way, and Josh. I said I would give my number one, and my number one is triangulation. I think that that's for sure should be like that. Three out of six. Thing. That's the only one. Three that out of out. six. All right. No, my number four <laughs> is tunnel vision. All right, we're on track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh. And my number three. Is flying mine. He did it. Whoa! So my number two is Ar- that makes my number two Armada. My list is Grill, Nemesis Prime, Tunnel Vision, Armada. Or not Tunnel Vision, Flying Mind, Armada, Triangulation. Let's go. Wait. Guess we got some buggy boys. We got a couple of buggy boys. But if I'm gonna be honest, all these episodes except Triangulation and Grill are like the same. In, in That's so, true, but Josh, so we are ways. now Buggy Boys. So because of these mediocre to good episodes, we are Buggy Boys. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> we need a Buggy Boys, Boom Boom Boys face-off. Like, we need to put something together. Oh, oh we would we would destroy you. We would Hell smush yeah. you like the, like the insects you actually are. <laughs> no, we're going to have go. a 30-minute full 3D animation of <laughs> uh, uh, buggy boys versus the boom boom boys. Oh, we would we would lay on the boom boom. Oh, guys, <laughs> after watching that Thor episode, though, like, and what if <laughs> you guys are boom? Did you go boom? Did no? Did you go? Boom? I usually go boom in private. <laughs> By myself. Oh my gosh. I just love that we have factions in here now. This is awesome. Yes. Oh, man. I was kind of like, in a way, hoping that JC and I would end up on the same faction somehow because we're so, like, divisive in our opinions in so many things. That's true. Now we can bring that to our our different factions and we can we can make this spicy. Yeah. We should have come up with some logos. Oh my gosh, Dariana needs to get on this right now. <laughs> I'm sure she's oh. not doing anything else. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure she has it. nothing else in her life going on whatsoever. Nothing. Nope. Nothing at all. Nope. She looks and breathes Transformers Prime only. I'm pretty sure. Um. All right. So as been after we got Boom Boom Boys, and we got the Buggy Boys. Let's we go. ready for some uh, new apps? Yeah, yeah. So let's dole do, them out. Let's do how I do before. I will read the names, and you will say who has the apps, JC. Let's do it. Um, uh, to what episode are we going to? Uh, twenty. We're going and through episode twenty. Twenty. All right. Yep. So fourteen through twenty. Uh, fourteen is is labeled triage, and that goes to Curtis. Hey, I get triangulation and triage. Hmm. I'm sensing a shape theme. <laughs> Wait, which episode two said to be continued? One of them. Dope. Okay. 
I don't remember. The one where I have Final Vision. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. All right. So yeah, because on. because Tunnel Vision, uh, Triangulation, Triage, and Toxicity are all happening at the same time. Oh. All right. They're well, because all- they're all searching, like, the separate teams are going for relics. Yeah. Okay. That's going to come up. So, episode 15, Toxicity. That goes to you, Josh. Hope you're ready for a uh, bulkhead episode. Already with uh, no, JC, it's already been. Uh, he's been attacking me this whole time just because we're in different factions. It doesn't change. I'm gonna make you like bulkhead. I doubt it. I doubt it. Unless he like sacrifices himself, and I'm like, oh, that was cool. All right, now we don't have him. Let's go. My buggy <laughs> You cannot taint my buggy boy's opinions. All right, so from what I'm looking at here, I'm pretty hurt that you didn't give me episode 16, which is titled Hurt. <laughs> which is going to Anthony. I am not hurt. You shouldn't be. Nope. <laughs> All right, Out of the Past, episode 17. Going to me. Episode 18 is titled New Recruit. Ooh, that's cool. It's going to you, Josh. Ah. Hey. All right. Uh, episode 19, The Human Factor. That sounds like a Curtis episode. Sounds more like an Anthony episode. <gasps> oh. I do like Yumi's. <laughs> All right. Oh, episode 20 go is titled Legacy. That's a big JC up right there. Uh, I'm not surprised that JC has the highest uh, rated episode um, out of all uh, all the ones that I just read off. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh, you're looking at IMDb? Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, I wouldn't ever uh, skew the uh, episodes in my favor. No, not at all. Like, it's never yeah. been done before, ever. It's never been done before, never will be done. I am impartial, always. Obviously. Right. <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Our thoughts on episodes um, 8 through 13 of season 2 Transformers Prime, as well as the beginning of a new faction. What will happen in the court? <laughs> Will more division come to me? We're all going to be different factions, but with each a different member. So we're (laughs) going to forget that we're all not, but also on the same side. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There will be fights within factions. It will happen. We're going to be so confused by the time this is over. And they all have to start with the letter B and end with boys. Yes. Butter boys. We'll never be men. Bubble boys. The, ba- the baggy boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, well, we will see you next week on our thoughts of season two of Transformers Prime's episodes fourteen through twenty. It's been real. It's been very, very cool. Dark energy, John. 
darker energon. <laughs> Them some average eps. Peace out.